Houston, we have liftoff. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you, friend? Good. good to see you. I know how you how you been. How's how's life over there? Uh, day what six of quarantine? Oh, it's the worst. Doesn't it suck? Yeah, it's the worst. Hey, um, what are you doing? Are you doing anything exciting? Um, what are we doing exciting? The only thing I'm doing is I'm pitching. Um, uh, uh, there's people who are looking for video producers, and I'm pitching them uh, our service. But like, that's kind of it, dude. Other than that, we've just been sitting at home, like not doing a whole lot, almost nothing. Well, you know, yeah, I know you're doing the right thing. It sucks, but we'll get through it. Um, everything film-wise here is is kaput. Even the Paul Schrader movie. I mean, every single thing is kaput. I but it's okay. It's hard. I mean, it's that's hard. why we say it's it's wild, dude. Like everything is like completely shut down. Like I kept seeing articles on Deadline being like Warner Brother, like shows on the Warner Brother lot closing, shows over here closing. Everything is just like dried up. And it's like what we were talking what we were talking about earlier. Um, George, me, so George was here uh, like two days ago. And so are the Starbucks around the corner still open? And so we went over there to grab uh, some drinks and they have a lot of it like sort of closed off, you know, trying to keep like mobile orders. You go in, pick it up, get the hell out of there kind of thing. But we, we chatted with the barista for a little bit because they're big horror fans. And so I'll talk to them about horror movies and stuff. And um, uh, fuck, where was I going with that, with that story? Something, oh, just, uh, oh, 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 I know where we're going. We were telling him, um that because there's so many people not out on the streets this is the perfect time to do night of the comet you know volume two <laughs> you got the whole well city. not just that you could pull it off for a song too um i'll tell you it's just nice to talk to people whether it's just like at the grocery store whether it's i just miss people more than anything just miss them dude it it, it is well, the biggest thing that I've realized is how many people don't wash their hands. There's so I'm many dirty people. bastards, dude. They're all they're all dirty bastards. <laughs> hey, there. is that the is that the Vertigo poster behind you? Yeah, dude. I've been showing it off every live. I got it framed up real nice. Let's see how far I can get the camera over there. I got it right over there. Um, me and George, we actually did a. Uh, an episode of Cryferian, but we filmed it this time because we wanted to start doing it as a video series. And the way I set up the camera was, uh, I had the table like this, but pushed a little more over, just backed up a little. Uh, and then I had our automatic dolly on the other side. That way the vertigo, vertigo poster was like the centerpiece of the shot. And it also, it also happened to be that we were doing uh, Hitchcock's foreign correspondent. So it all kind of adds up. You know, the funniest thing about that whole story about how me getting that for you is remember, like, we're trying to explain Ohio State, Michigan to a guy who'd probably never seen sports before. And he was like, oh, okay, whatever. That, that'll be $30. He was, he was beyond <laughs> lost. He was like, football. Sports? What? Uh -huh. What? What is this you speak of? Is uh, this a movie I haven't seen? <laughs> is that was that released by uh what was the name of the company he owned every post? Is, every... is that 
was that the Canon Film Group? Yeah, was that is the Canon? I missed. I've got them all, you know. Was Michigan. When was that released? What, what was that? Is that a new release? What the shit? Oh, yeah. He was something all right. You know, a lot of people were like, hey, man, I've got every Hitchcock film. I've got this dude had every Canon movie. So I don't buy it. I don't buy it for one minute. <laughs> neither do I. There's no way you own Vannon. No one knows. No one's seen that movie. No one owns that movie. The guy who made it doesn't even want to be associated with it. So. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind calling him out. Like I want to like picks or it doesn't exist. I want to see the. I want to see the fine, fine photo showing that you own every single one of them. I, I kind of sensed his bullshit, but I respect his passion. Like he didn't even right. know millennials. I'm like, dude, it's like. I, I still work for the Canon people. I still work for Avi. I still work for these the late John Thompson. So, um, yeah, he's lucky I was out of BS cards because I normally don't bring them to Los Angeles. Because I'd have been like, boop, right there. You're you here you for pleasure, not for so. business. <laughs> was it, wasn't, that such a, wasn't that such a great night, though? Life Force was incredible. Dude, so that was the one film that, like, I was – because we did because me and George, we did an episode on it. Uh, a couple of weeks back when we, when we had just saw, so it was sort of, it was, it was really fresh, but thinking back on it, like of how I was experiencing the movie, I kept thinking to myself, is this really a movie that <laughs> they put money behind and made and went at it with a hundred percent honesty? Like they were like, well, today we got to do the space vampires. And then tomorrow on the schedule, we're going to do the post-apocalyptic <laughs> London town. Well, not just that. They put, it wasn't just some money. They put a lot of money into all three of the Toby because they gave them the proverbial three-picture deal. It was Life Force, uh, Invaders from Mars, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And what was crazy is they released Invaders from Mars and Texas Chainsaw like one week apart in the summer of 1986. Wow. And they, it was like, what do you, because like the rule is, you know, you don't compete with your, you know, you don't split your own profits. You don't split your own. Right. Um, you, you know, because you're cutting into your own margins. But back then, they just, you know, I, I think it was, um, oh, uh, my friend, he's a historian. Um, and he said uh, the best thing about working for Canon is like they were just like a bowel movement. You shit one <laughs> out and then you eat something else and you'll have another one in about 30 minutes. And I was like, man, that's like reminiscent of my sci fi channel career. <laughs> Well, the crowd for you know for 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 a company that would just shit out films, the turnout all those years later to see it in thirty five millimeter at an old theater was pretty goddamn decent. Like that was a really it wasn't a full crowd, but it was an energetic crowd. Like they filled the room. I've done Nick. I've done Secret Cinema quite a few times when I go to Los Angeles, and that's about mm -hmm. the norm. About a hundred, mm. hundred plus people, but still, man, that that's a hundred people. And you know, the nice thing about living in Los Angeles, you probably got to go about sixteen feet to get the print compared to have it shipped. <laughs> Especially like, how lucky were we? We got to see that UK cut, which people spend good money trying to find. And here we are. We got to see it for six bucks. We're <laughs> And we didn't even have to drive that far. No, <laughs> we, just, we, didn't. we just had to go right down to the Vista. Uh, the Vista Theater, which I fucking loved. That theater is amazing. And you know what? Did, did have you have you 
really given a good eye detail uh, look at the Vertigo poster? I mean, I did. Remember, it was in my possession for like a whole 35 seconds. Dude, the little details that like they put on. Let me just grab it because this is my favorite thing. That, all right. Well, first off, they gave – let me put my headphones back on. The, they – they do like little things here, like they put like Vista Vision, and then he even put in his own design, cheeky designs in there, but he made it blend in with the rest of the poster. And my favorite thing, Kim Novak, James Stewart, Kim Novak. <laughs> that's, that's great. I never noticed that. Um, I wish you guys, and mind you, I mean, it was it's balls early when they do the morning screenings, but I'm so used to being up that early for our Pertanian Classic series. Mm -hmm. And I wish you guys could have came because it was all my friends from New Orleans who moved to Los Angeles. So it was, I would have loved, I like it when good people meet to begin with, mm -hmm. but it would have been really cool for you guys to see that. What made it really special was of the four, only one of them had seen it. So that's wild. I know. So I'm like watching them and, and I've seen it a couple times. I saw it once in super 70 and I've seen it a, a few times on the big screen. Uh, and I didn't have any fingernails left. So I'm like watching <laughs> them. And I was like, oh, man, they're, they're into this too. I was like, so what do you guys think? It's like, oh, man. I was like, wow. It's like, so you guys never saw them? Like, no. I was like, what? So that was half of the fun. Because I didn't see the movie until mm -hmm. about six or seven years ago. Um, mm. In Austin, we have this, uh, we have this uh, Paramount Summer Series, right. which is this this series that starts in, I think the last week of May and goes all the way to the first week of September. And every two days you have new movies and they're always on 35 mil or 70 mil. And um, then the reason they do them every two days is like one night I went and it was aliens and alien three. So mm. the next night it'll be alien three and aliens, but as cheap as they are, it's eight bucks for both movies. So, a lot That's of people wild. no it's great i'll tell you when i first moved to austin i think i was at that every other day it was <laughs> so incredible and then throw in terror tuesday weird wednesday all those but um so we i think it's either hitchcock week or 70 millimeter week but we always uh we always get the usuals you know 2001 lawrence arabia but one year we got vertigo in 70 mil Man. And it was my very first time ever seeing that movie. So you just walk out and the whole world looks different. You are just, and my old boss was there, Robert Rodriguez and his stupid cowboy hat. And every <laughs> time, every time he would get up, it looked like the jaws fin going across. The, I was like, sit down, dick. And uh, finally he did, but it was just, it was just an incredible night on 70 mil. It, it's only one movie for $8, but you know, Still, I guess that, you know, it's technically it's two thirty-five mil films. <laughs> you're right. It's, it's so you're still you're not getting ripped off if it's Lawrence of Arabia or Singing in the Rain or you're still getting or, double the film. You should just be anything. Such a pitches. That's what I would say to them. But it's um, it, it it's great and um, slowly um, you know, because I don't get to Austin as much anymore because I discovered you guys in Los Angeles. But I still I make sure that at least once every summer I get down there to do that, because honestly, man, that's like 
oh, when I first moved to Austin, that was just a cheap night. You go across the street, get a slice of pizza, and you get, you know, your movies, and maybe get a Coke, and it's 15 bucks. And, man. A whole night. Yeah. Who was the big winner? <laughs> right well, you, here. You, you, you do do a lot with, like, uh, the Terror Tuesdays and all that other stuff, like, with the, the local theaters. What are they, like, what are they doing now, now that all the theaters are shut down and shit? Oh, I just got this horrible photo from a friend of everything on 6th Street in Austin getting boarded up. Oof. I mean, like, uh, I, I think I told you I was on a deployment and we, we were done and we were coming back to demo and we were still on active duty orders. So we went from one hostile place to Katrina Relief, which was just mm. as a hostile place. And it looks just like how Katrina was. Damn. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's, it, it's, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, you know, our, our, the, the saints coach today got diagnosed with the disease and it's just, it's crazy right now. And I'm sure at some point, I mean, everybody's probably going to get it. It's just right. The the governor of California came out. He was like 50% of us are going to get it. <laughs> so it's just like flip a yeah, coin. It's just one of those things where it's just going to pass through you as long as you don't, you know, do anything stupid. Right. For some people, some people, that's just not easy. (laughs) Some people have a hard, dude, there was a guy um, back in Springfield um, who went to the gas station. Someone had hawked loogies on the card readers at the gas station. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What kind of asshole does that? I have no idea. I have no idea. All all those, yeah, all those idiots in Florida it just the only good thing to come about that is all the jaws postings you know from the mayor (laughs) the uh the vertigo shot of chief brody just sitting there i mean that's the only i mean you you gotta laugh about it to an extent i mean that's funny but i mean i'm not i'm not laughing because all those idiots but i mean what it's gonna say before we uh before uh we started doing this uh arnold posted Arnold Schwarzenegger posted a video of him in his jacuzzi he's like I'm just here smoking my stogie get out of the beach <laughs> he's like stay at home you, you idiots he's been, he's been really 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 active there's a lot of people that have been but I mean he posts stuff every single day right and he's um and while I'm not a Saints fan I've got too many friends that aren't that live here and coach Peyton had this amazing message today. He's like, look, I'm going to get through this. I feel fine. You're going to feel fine. You'll probably get it too. Just, just be smart. Just do this and do that. Um, and now with like the entertainment industry, you know, quote unquote crippled, um, you know, a lot of my friends are really, really hurting and stuff, but I asked him, I was like, you guys, um, what did you, what did you do with your savings? And they looked at me like I was just like, what are you talking about? So when this is all said and done, I, I've talked to like our union and some other folks. And I was like, look, man, it's like, we, we've got to teach people how to save. Yeah. We're, the mo- we're the most blessed and fortunate people on earth. I mean, we make more in a week than most people make in a month. Mm-hmm. And we're the first ones complaining and screaming and yelling about financial help. So, and I know I'll probably sound like an uncaring, un, you know, heartless douchebag, but I mean, it's just like, we've got to learn people have got to, especially in our industry. Well, also you care, you, you, it's because it's coming from a place like you care about those people. Cause like when you work on set, like you do become like this little community of people having each other's back. 
And it's just, um, I mean, I was, I was a poor PA too, but I still managed to save money. And mm-hmm. now that I'm in positions that I can make some quote unquote real money, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I, I always think, and I've always, the running joke was like, uh, the bank account that you have that you can never touch. It's like, <laughs> Hey, look, look at my cool car that I can't go drive. Look at my bank account and all that money, which I can't spend. But I mean, it's just how it is. It, it's, it right. sucks. it's, it's great, great for, great for stature. But I mean, it just, it is what it is. I, I mean, who knows, who knows? I mean, our film pushed again, you know, we'll, we'll be lucky if we, well, it, again, it, it's, it's okay. I, I've got, you know, if they do this relief that they're talking about, I'm probably right. like the only person. I'm probably like the only person that'll actually be making out. <laughs> like, look at me! I've got all this money now. Um, but we'll see. And I and I've still got like my army retirement. Mm. I know everyone's four hundred one k's are shit right now, but it, it'll. You know, we plan on retiring tomorrow. Uh, let me answer that for you. No, <laughs> negative. No. negative. We'll just get through. I did see uh, that some of the uh, Universal films uh, are coming out this weekend. Oh, like the hunt! The hunt's coming out this weekend. I'm so excited for you to see this. I am excited I, to watch it. You're you're gonna have such a good time, and I've done a pretty good job of holding my tongue. But I can't wait for everyone who hasn't seen it yet to see how wrong they were, because like. <laughs> I mean, it just, they'll never admit it because that's the great thing about social media and no one's ever wrong. Um, but, oh my God, so satisfying. Oh man, it wasn't about hunting liberals at all. It's like, oh wow, I can't believe that. The guy who worked on it was right. Um, and even like some folks on Hollow Weekly, they're like, well, after they reshot the ending, I was like, no, bro, we, we didn't reshoot anything. What you saw is what you got. That's Nothing crazy. was reshot. How did, so, how did so many rumors come out about this movie? Well, like, I mean, that that's started? the thing. When you, when you don't know anything about it and you just presume, I mean, most of the time you're, you're, most of the time you're wrong. And everyone right. saw the trailer and the president made his remarks. And, and we, we offered to send him the script. We just, you know, eventually figured he couldn't read. So <laughs> I, I always joke that we should have sent him the storyboards. I just had it, you know, explained it out. <laughs> that would have been easier. That would have been crazier too. Um, but I knew we made a good movie. And, I'm and excited everyone, to check it out. I can't wait for you to check it out. And I'll tell you what, if they end up just giving, because a lot back in the back in the day, you used to get a copy of your film too. I mean, it's how like we got a copy of Dark Knight that I had sent to Iraq. Uh, you always used to get a copy. Those, those days are long done, but. I think they kind of felt bad because we had to do a do-it-yourself crew screening. So if oh. they give us the codes, I mean, that's Blumhouse. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Uh, my friend Hunter was really disappointed. And uh, I look like James Franco getting hung, you know, like first time, huh? <laughs> first time, huh? <laughs> um, but it's just, I've done like four or five Blumhouse movies. We never have premieres. We always do do-it-yourself ones. And they're always memorable. And we always have a really right. good time and everybody cheers and everybody does this. And honestly, Saturday, cause Sunday was um, my parole day before the prison sentence started. So Saturday was like our last real chance to get everyone in a group 
Right. And the nice thing about because everybody was so afraid of theaters that we literally had enough for spacing for every single person. <laughs> that's nice. And, and random people walked in and they had a blast and that's great. I, we had such a good time and I mean that's that's what it's all about, anyways. But did you did we, you get a chance to? Uh, oh, sorry, finish finish that. Then I want to ask you about Invisible Man. I'll, I'll shoot you that text. I'll because um, I'll make sure you and uh, and you and um, Georgie get those codes so you guys can oh, rock and roll now now we got now we can definitely see it because it sucks all the like that was coming out at the same time of all this shit starting to break out and so we're like sort of questioning like so are the theaters cool or not <laughs> did you get a chance to catch um invisible man before all this shit? oh yeah i loved it it was so good dude so so good that trailer did not wow me by any stretch. I the trailer came out and I was like, that was it looks okay. It looks okay. But the movie knocked me out. Like it was so effing good. That was one of those rare times where word of mouth actually helped. Yep. And yep. honestly, you know how like the trailer people and the film people never ever ever meet. And they don't care yeah. what footage they take, whatever. The trailer people, their job is to get your ass in the seat. The filmmaker's job is to keep your ass in the seat and never the two shall meet. They, they don't, they don't <laughs> care. They, they have Oscars for trailers. They, they don't, they don't care if they were in the movie for you. That's not, you know, they don't, they don't give a shit. They want you to, uh, to go see the movie. And if they showed you the whole movie, oh, well. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's it's super counterproductive like it's it's really fortunate that word of mouth got out like people on twitter and like some of the horror people we follow were talking about like how great this movie was and i couldn't believe it i was like wait the invisible based off that trailer you told me that movie's gonna be great like i kind of want to know like who what what editing house did that trailer up <laughs> it's kind of like for the next one yeah maybe boy well, they, it shows you like the power of an edit too. Cause like the first right. hunt trailer pretty much showed you the whole movie. The second hunt trailer was made by like some spiteful people, which like, Oh, I'll <laughs> definitely watch that now. It wasn't afraid <laughs> to take itself too serious. And I'm really excited for you to see the hunt for the simple fact of how much time we spent on the fight scene at the end. It's very, <laughs> they live ask. It's very quiet man ask. And you'd be like, fuck, they spent some, I mean, I came in on weekends to, for rehearsals, even after I left the film, I was still, wow. because you get a bond. Yeah. You get a bond with like the certain, and they're like, you're going to be there. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'll do my, I'll do looking for Alaska Monday through Friday. I'll come in on Saturday and Sunday for stunts. And a lot of times I just did it for free because I mean, that's, you know, that's what you do. It's like, we're beyond, we're beyond coworkers now. Now we're friends. So right. you're to the budgets, but I mean, I, I would be there if you didn't pay me because, um, yeah, that's my friend getting thrown through the glass. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> be there for more support. <laughs> Whoops. That's we, crazy. We did this We did this one movie, um, and the dude didn't tell anybody he was going to take a test run through the glass, and we only had two things of glass. No so way. I'm just walking by and I see this dude just crash through the glass. And I'm like, I'm checking my walking to make sure we're on channel one and, and, and everything's good. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I just I, I was just doing a practice run. It's like, did you tell anyone? Because we only had one more pane of glass. Oh my God. And it was just, oh, I thought we had four. Well, you still tell people, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, just yep. 
break this shit. Yeah, this one's for science. And then goes right <laughs> through. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. So let's get to a film that I enjoyed. Speaking of, because like the trailer for Invisible Man, I thought was not good, but the movie knocked me out. Runaway from start to finish was amazing. I did not expect, I never, I never heard of this film before you entered. And this was your third film in the lab. We were trying to watch Amazon Women, was Amazon Women from the Moon. And then, yeah, Amazon, Amazon Women on the Moon, which by the way, we did find. Yes. So, so now you can you can watch it. Actually, you've probably seen the best parts because the greatest thing about it. And one day, I'd like to con- I'd like to find an edit of just the clips of the actual quote unquote Amazon Women on the Moon, because it's like again, it's the last Universal movie along with Son of the Invisible Man, which is epic. <laughs> um, but you did see mainly the. It, there's a lot of hits in it, but there's some misses too. So you probably <laughs> saw the best parts. But again, it's on the internet registry, so if you ever want to check it out. Uh, we started with that. We were going to do the Ghost Rider, but George's damn dogs took care of that. So it's like, well, hey, you guys, have you ever seen the movie Runaway? And you're like, what is this movie? And I was like, so glad you asked. And um, it just happened to be available. I, I, I don't, I just had it on the brain because I'd watched in my hotel the night before 10 fun facts about it and mm-hmm. i was just like i wonder i wonder if these guys have seen this before and then working with stan shaw on cheapers creepers and a few of the other folks on there um just felt like it was the right time to reintroduce it and i'm so glad that you guys like that because that's such an approval thing is like oh okay good um as the resident old guy at hallow weekly it's important that we pass on these it is film you uh, your your percentage of us liking a movie not only written by michael crichton but directed by michael crichton <laughs> is is a plus plus the only the, what's funny is, is after seeing this i thought about this in my walk yesterday is um now i can only think of two movies that i enjoyed immensely that were written and directed by authors the first, number one being exorcist three and then number two being Runaway. And now, Tom Selleck. Have you seen right? Westworld? I have not. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so great. You, you've got to see that. It's so good. And, and it's funny, too. Like, just like with Runaway, how the world is today, um, on Westworld, you know, like, a computer have a virus? Who'd have heard of such a thing? This is Bobby <laughs> Cock. And it turns out to be a virus that ends up killing everybody. Um, it's it's so great and you've got such great actors too um of course the great yul brenner uh richard benjamin um uh james brolin's in it uh dick Patton. but it's just a really well made and it's 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 got some good scares because we showed it we showed westworld for terror tuesday and i just felt spoiled that (laughs) i was seeing this movie for the first time on 35 mil with a packed house with friends and it's like, fuck dude, we just paid a dollar for that. We kind of, we kind of fucking rule. So (laughs) dude, it was, I can't wait for you to see Westworld. It's, and who knows, maybe like we'll hold off and it'll be in a secret screening sometime when I'm up. There's a 
there's a lot of these the- from what you've showed uh george and i there's so many like little indie theaters showing these 35 millimeter prints of like everything all the time like yeah i, I, I got my my friend's beautiful wife was the one um my friend Dan and I, our very first time to the Vista was a couple years ago to see Batman Returns. And she just, as much as I like to pride myself about knowing all these, she knows that much more. And she's like, oh, found you guys a screening to see. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going, we're going, <laughs> we're doing this. And uh, that's how I, uh, that's how I got involved with the secret screenings. And wow. then of course, Vertigo introducing myself. And I wanted you guys to meet everybody. Um, but I mean, they've been, those were the same folks that were at the morning screening. So you can imagine by the midnight screenings, they're probably, you know, a little, wiped a little out. less news, but it doesn't but, show in their intros because they've got a lot of passion. But we did discover that they live like down the road. So it's yeah, a small world. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I live upstairs. I'm the Dude, one, I'm programming this shit. The one thing that bums me out the most about the quarantine thing was everyone sort of went in on like quarantine like it kind of started thursday and then like by friday everyone was kind of like okay let's hunker down that was the day they were showing jason x at the vista the 13th i can't believe it i i I didn't get to see it i was like i was pretty mad well (laughs) don't you know that's the nice thing is like you know those prints exist because they showed it in two different theaters on the same day so it'll come back it'll come back yeah yeah we'll 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 all see it together it'll be special it'll yeah it'll be it'll be a way more uh meaningful viewing um but runaways i was actually it's so funny because like i growing up like in the 90s and then like being like a teen during all like the uh reality tv show stuff i started to like hate everything reality and gene simmons had a reality show at the time family jewels and I, it always bugged me. I was like, you're supposed to be this rock star. And like Ozzy had his thing. But Gene Simmons as a villain, I buy it. <laughs> 100% of the time, all the time. If you subtract those Kiss movies, which were terrible, um, <laughs> it was his first real performance. Yeah. And he was just, and I'll tell you, you know, sometimes you, you watch like these Buster Keaton movies, you watch, how the hell did they do that? The bullet, the heat-seeking bullet. How cool trick photography was that? That was I a mean, great scene. It, it's just, how is it going through the pipe? How's it, I mean, I to this day, I still don't know how they did that. It was just incredible. There is, um... just, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I, I want it low, but I don't, because I just, <laughs> some stuff the- should... Yeah, some stuff the magician should keep to himself because that was pretty fucking cool. And I, all in camera, too. That That's what makes it – like, we never do that stuff anymore, and I hate it. You know what's funny is because I'm a big – I like I like all effects. I like the VFX. I like the uh, uh, practical effects. I just yesterday joined a practical effects Facebook group, and I actually put a, a shared one of their posts in the Hollow Weekly group about the effects that they did on the 1999 Mummy if any place to go to find an answer to how they did it that might be the place because i think they're all film guys they ask if you ever work on set so that might be the place to i can't uh, nick i can't wait to send him photos from what we did on windy because they're like oh so that was like no guys that monster is real mother is real so i've been showing people folks that want to go see the movie 
and they're like, oh my God, you weren't kidding. I said, yeah, dude, we, <laughs> we shot it on film. We went to locations. We had, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a little CG because there has to be because you can't keep right. people in physical danger for that long. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like, no, folks, we, and so for our rap party, our big premiere for Fox Searchlight, we actually brought the mother to the mother prop to the wow. aquarium in New Orleans. And it has a big sign that says, please touch. And, oh. oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's um, when the mother comes on screen on Wendy, it brought me to tears. I think it's one of the greatest moments in cinema of all time. And when wow. you see the movie, you're going to be like, it was the same feeling I got when I saw 1917. And there's that one scene where there's no dialogue. It's just music and the flares are coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, I just, um, and the, the score's called The Night Visitor. And once it starts, you'll be like, oh, that's the scene. That's the scene. Mm -hmm. And I just, I looked at a friend uh, the first time I saw that movie. I was like, that's one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my life. And Damn. it was the same thing with Wendy when, when the mother comes out. You're like, oh, my God. And it was great because during the premiere, everyone started clapping because we finally got the fucking thing to work. And uh. I was like, my, my date was like, why are they cheering? It's like, because it's working. It actually is working this time. Oh, was that a big deal? It's like, yeah, it was a big one. Big deal. Because we had the to keep other, shooting it all the time. The other um, effect, there was a lot of stuff in Runaways that, like, technology-wise, that they kind of got right about, like, how, like, some of the stuff today, like, um, the drone going into the house when there's that big the standoff. Drone? How about the disarmament robot that looks like the robots that we had in Iraq to disarm IEDs? Yeah. That little dude I mean, just it was wallying through the house. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and then the, the, the dumbass camera guy. Oh, I, we, sell, we sell plenty of those too. Oh, it's okay, bro. It's okay. No, go <laughs> back. No, I'm all right, bro. I'm okay. It's like, it's like you know, the robot doesn't care that you're but yeah, the fact that like all the broadcasts were online, all the, oh, it's just, it was way, and, and I like the movies that don't tell you the time. Like, right. I was like, oh, so this is the future of, because that's one way to, when you're, I love, 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 love Transformers the movie. But when it starts out with the narrator, like in the year 2005, every time I show that movie <laughs> to theaters, that's the first chuckle it gets. All you got to say is in the near future. That's right. it. That's and, it. And Runaway doesn't even give you that. It's like, hey, when do you think this takes place? I don't know. When do you think? Uh, the future? Cool. Moving on. I, what's great is I love it when films do that because obviously, like, if whenever, when anyone's watching it, they're going to guess that the film was shot in the 80s just because there's some aesthetics that do date. But the fact that they don't give you a date you get to sort of invent like a timeline in your own head and then it, everything just makes sense. Yeah. E even like, uh, e even like the, uh, the takeout sushi, which in Los Angeles, you, you just walk up and, you know, he jokes about, Oh, look at that. That looks delicious. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's today. That's the mm -hmm. world we live in. Um, the heat seeking bullet though was so fucking cool. Especially when they cut it in half and they're trying to figure out like, Hey man, it's like, this is just a normal bullet. He lights the cigarette. It's like, oh, nope. And then it's it starts. Like, your, yeah, it has your heat signature. And it's pretty cool. Pretty there was cool. one thing I'm... that I 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was, uh, go ahead, buddy. There was one thing that I really liked in the film. Um, there were certain shots, like, uh, the, with the cinematography, they would do, like, a medium shot, and for some reason, it just, I don't know, if, like, what kind of lens it was, but it just looked way different than everything else in the film, but it looked really gorgeous when they would talk. Like, it was these beautiful shots, and I kept thinking to myself, like, damn, this movie has some, like, really pretty shots in it, and it's just dialogue scenes. Like, it's not, like, landscapes or anything. It's just people in, like, a police office. I'm like, this looks like a, like you could paint that and hang it on a wall. Yeah, there they uh he always would get and again that makes me really excited for you to see westworld gorgeous cinematography mm. because they've got three different landscapes in that movie uh westworld roman world and what's the th um i think it's either future world i can't remember a future world's actually the sequel but i can't remember what the other one so that's three different looks you have to give the film mm. and then when the machines take over the look is all combined. So you have like the Yul Brenner character walking over all these dead Romans. And it's like, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's great. Um, it's just, it, there, Michael Crichton, he made, he made good movies. He made gorgeous looking movies. And he never, the movies were never had to be dumbed down. Right. They were always kind of like, you catch up to us. Because this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. There's still humor in it, but mm -hmm. it, it's still on, on the, you know, there was a reason why Runaway was in the horror section. There's a reason why Westworld was in the horror section. I mean, they're, right. they're still scary movies. Those spiders and Runaway, those things are creepy. Dude, those things, like the fact that they were just like these autonomous things, like doing their own job. But then when someone sort of gets in their way, they all just like sort of change focus. And they're like, we got to get rid of this guy so we can get back to work freaked me the fuck out and the fact that uh tom Selleck's character in the film is also terrified of height heights i'm scared of heights myself so that scene when <laughs> the elevator's going up for like eight years just <laughs> just shooting up and then you have these spiders crawling around trying to like uh, trying to kill you nope that scene was horrifying and also too it leads creams back to the one that got away you know there was a reason mm. why he brought him to that building so it literally comes full circle. But Gene Simmons, in the, in the mid to eight, probably the mid to late 80s, he was the go-to villain. And he was so fucking good. His delivery, his eyes. And it was the first time when they have their little tiff at the Japanese restaurant where he kind of, you know, he kind of loses. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is the first time this guy's been dealt like this. And all right, cool. So he can get outsmarted. He can't get beat. He can't get this, but nope. He was just setting you up. He was always a step ahead of you. Predated the Joker almost. Michael Crichton is wild. The other scene that I, uh, I really liked was the car chase when they had like the little drone that was going like 60 miles an hour. That'll... Yeah. The, uh, and um, how they, uh, all the bugs and everything. Sadly, we don't, we don't have those lasers yet. No, not yet. But that was actually used later, Nick, on a uh, Clint Eastwood movie called The Deadpool, where they did the, the car thing again. Oh. Uh, the tiny cars. So it was actually pretty clever, though. Um, <clears throat> just draw out your guys and like, hey, you know, so-and-so's got this and this and this. And like, oh, okay, well, <clears throat> what be better way to bait him out than with live bait? It worked. <laughs> what did you think about um... – 
what was the name of like their their little Rosie the robot they had at their house? The one that was like cooking and cleaning and <laughs> I can't I can't remember her name, but oh my god, she was uh, she she was something. How she would uh oh um god Lois was, was it Lois like the, they called her yeah Lois she was like the futuristic robotic mail away wife she, <laughs> she was literally what's your if she was like a superhero what's your ability the ability to nag you to death like, <laughs> oh it's working but she was pretty cool though I mean she was essentially the first Roomba you know. Yeah, and and then when she got pushed over, I remember George like being like kind of emotional, <laughs> like she got hurt. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like Gene Simmons' character doesn't care about anything. The very first time I saw it as a kid, I thought that he was going to put one of those chips in her, and she was going to try and kill mm. him. Oh, that was good. I, yeah, I saw this in like the summer of '85 on mm. VHS at a friend's house, and I'm like. It was an incredible day of cinema for young Garen Sparks because I saw this for the first time. And then after this, we saw Halloween for the first time. Wow. And I, was, I was horrified. I was terrified. Thank God I was staying the night there. Oh my God. I was Jesus, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, I was just shaking with fear. But it was uh, also. Also, uh, Kirstie Alley as the love interest. She was great. There was no bad acting in this whole movie. No, they, they were all, and most of the time, little kids get on your nerves. He was, he was a good kid actor. Yeah, everyone, I, honest, honest to God, though, it still blows my mind that, like, because I was looking up, like, what all Tom Selleck's been in, and he has this whole line of movies. What's the name of his, the, I had, I had it up over here, Tom Selleck, okay, hold on, Tom Selleck uh jesse stone there's there's these movies movie series he does called jesse stone i don't know if it's like a tom clancy thing or whatever but there's like 30 of them (laughs) and he's been in a lot of television a lot of television um you know because he was he was the first choice for uh raiders of the lost ark he was supposed to be really yeah yeah whoa and because of magnum pi he couldn't do it so harrison stepped in and was the guy I could not um, imagine. You guys, uh, you're probably too young to remember Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I remember but, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you, do you know why they're dressed like that? Is that one because of, of the yeah, Hawaiian, like the button-up? Yep, one is Magnum P.I., the other is Indiana Jones. Wow. <laughs> How crazy is that? They were, they were ahead of their times, too. I can't believe that. That was crazy. But... Tom Selleck, uh, I'd seen him in a couple weird Wednesday movies. Uh, he was in um, Penitentiary Island, which is incredible. Um, I saw him in, uh, this wasn't Weird Wednesday, but when I was in high school, the drive-in. I saw him in Quigley Down Under. You know, he, he made those uh, those great Three Men and a Baby movies. Um, oh, yeah, he, yeah. For a long time, um, he, did a re- he was probably one of the very best at picking good roles between because I, I work with like a lot of actors that work on TV shows and during their hiatus, they'll get to do one movie. And he was always really good at, you know, a lot of times like, Oh God, this was the one, but he was, he always had a really good sense of um, picking that right one. Hmm. That's crazy. It, it's that's a got, skill. That's gotta be, that's yeah. a skill too. 
I feel I feel like nowadays there's like a like a formula or an algorithm people crunch numbers in to see like which film they should <laughs> they should go to, which is gonna be the most best bang for their buck. Nick, we would um we get a lot of the Walking Dead actors here, and they will a lot of times during their because they get decent hiatuses. That's a year round job, mm-hmm. so they'll get like a month, month and a half hiatus between because you know they shoot in um. They, they, they shoot for so long that it's normally six weeks off, five months on, mm-hmm. six, four weeks off, and then the rest of the year. So we had done a movie a couple of years ago, last movie I worked on in 2017, and it was made by one of the ladies, one of the quote unquote trash ladies. Um, <laughs> and I think she brought at least a third of the Walking Dead cast and crew to New Orleans to film it on wow. their hiatus, their, their winter hiatus. And I met so many, and Walking Dead's my favorite TV show. Um, so I got to meet, and I just came in to help a friend out before Christmas. Cause I'll be honest, I was on my way to Austin. I was on my way to Austin for my little Christmas runabouts. And it just happened to be on the way to Austin too. So you did those couple days and then went on my way to go uh, for Christmas and stuff. But it's, it's just like, and that was, that movie was awful, just <laughs> terrible. So it was the reverse Tom Selleck, just like, oh man, it's like you did Runaway on your days off, and I'm like, oh well, you're doing Darling on your days off, yay! <laughs> but just because it wasn't that great of a movie, I mean, it was still a great experience. But mm-hmm. he was just like Tom Selleck is an actor in general. Whenever he would just need a jump start in his career. Hey, uh, I'll sign on for that character on Friends. I'll go do this. I'll go do that. He's just, I mean, that's why he's almost, that's why he's in his 70s and still has a number one show. My my, I, my parents fall asleep to it every night. Yeah. Just, he's mean, just, and you know what's funny is it's, it's weird to think of uh, anyone else playing Indiana Jones, but like after hearing you say that and like reflecting on Runaways, because like that's really the only Tom Selleck thing I've ever seen. He does have this like, like you 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 trust him, like you believe that he's gonna get whatever needs to be done done at no matter no matter the cost. He's gonna knock it out, save the day, be the hero, and be charming as a motherfucker the whole time. There's two things in my film career that I want. I want to see the original Lee Brackett Empire Strikes Back first draft, and I want to see the screen test of Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. I know they're out there. I will, I will find them one day. But those are like my two that I really, really want to see because I think they could be pretty, pretty memorable. And that like I said, I, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere uh, in the Amblin offices. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those things like the Raiders that lost like that big golden thing. That's where the that's where the tape is. You know what's funny? It's probably on like. Uh, one of the Raiders of the Lost Ark special editions, and I'm just too lazy to go reference <laughs> it. But the Lee Brackett script for Empire Strikes Back, I would do anything to read that. I think that that would just be absolutely- I've never heard of this. Well, so what's supposed to be different? Or like, what's the uh, idea? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But um, mm. Lucas was nice enough because she shortly, she died before she could do the second draft. So I don't know how much is actually in the actual Empire Strikes Back, but I would love to read where they were going to take us. Because um, 
John Ford has this great Lee Brackett story where she walks up to him. He's like, hey, I'm Lee Brackett. He's like, and he was like, oh, hey, you're a woman. And he's like, yeah. He didn't know that this incredible writer was a woman. <laughs> Just hired her on a reputation. So that's the thing. It's nice to be wrong. And who cares, man? Female, it doesn't matter. She's like one of the greatest screenwriters of all time. She's the she's the sheriff. Uh, John Carpenter named the sheriff after her in Halloween. And her oh, name wow. is, a lot of people know that name as a character in movies because it's been used so many times compared mm-hmm. to her actual, her screenwriting. But I would, yeah, that's, that's on my, that's, that's on my uh, film list. I'll find it. Let me ask you this. Since we've been on quarantine, have you gotten around to any films that you've wanted to see, but haven't had time to? Um, I watched my friend's film last night called also, also starring Austin, which I'd wanted to see, but I just missed because, you know, I mean, we're busy and you, you always hate not seeing your friend's films. Right. Um, my last day, of, uh, my last day before I went into quarantine, I got to see Paths of Glory for the first time on the big screen. Mm. And I, and I'd never seen the movie ever. So I was just like, and then later that day, I went to go see King Kong on the big screen. Damn. So my last day, yeah. So my last day of cinema, I made count. And then I had Whataburger twice in one day. Like, fuck it. I'm going out with a bang. I need to hibernate. Uh, yeah, I was like, see you in six. Six, hours, six weeks. Six and weeks. Shut the door. Come back. I've got like $12, 12 trillion worth of checks. Um, <laughs> all void after 30 days. I'm like, damn God. you. Son of a bitch. It could have been. It could have been. Like, yeah, they're all like my D. They're all like my uh, SAG checks for like my boyhood scene where I average like thirty-eight cents a check. I'm like, suck it, <laughs> going straight to taxes. Um, so I saw those. I uh, saw so also starring Austin, and there's this series that I discovered on Amazon. Uh, this monster series. I, I did part one, which of course was Universal which I probably could have told him more than that show told me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I started the hammer part and then it goes um, to the slasher one next. I'll send you the link for them. They're pretty entertaining. That sounds great. There's a few um, horror documentaries I wanted to check out. Um, There's one on Shudder that I've really been trying to make time for, uh, Horror Noir. That one looked amazing. Well, you and I have sat through enough horror noir. Uh, The last time that we went to that film series, Cat people, I rank that as horror noir. You know what I would consider the haunting? Boring. Horror bore. Horror bore. Horror bore. Well, I mean, yeah, horrible too, but horror bore is more like it. Dude, I did so- more movies in my seat in that movie than I'd ever. And the thing that bothered me the most was why couldn't have that been the one after lunch? Right, you know, in pro wrestling terms, we we have the uh, the popcorn match, which is the first match after intermission, and that's the slow match. That should have been the haunting because I wanted you to see all of them because it right. wasn't fair because them is really good, but the first twenty minutes that we missed, that's the most important part. So I felt like we kind of jobbed you on that. So apologies, um, and then we made you then we made you sit through the haunting apologies dude but i got man, so excited when the haunting was about to start because like they they like expanded the curtains because they were going to show it in like that super wide 
format and i was like oh this is gonna be great and then like a 45 <laughs> minutes into it i look over and like you're kind of dozing and i'm like well if he's dozing i think i'm gonna take a little nap <laughs> a little siesta dude, myself dude, just like uh that's when you like look over at audience people that are asleep and you're jealous of them i know like, you're like oh, i just want to be asleep right now this is the worst thing ever but thank god for cat people those dudes right? they do such a good job of like reading the audience um, but I really wish that the haunting would have been, cause honestly, we could have come in 20 minutes later and not missed a damn thing on that one. Wouldn't matter. It just would have been that woman screaming, doing that one scream over and over <laughs> for a little while. But yeah, that, that's the bad thing. Like I said, cause I felt like we kind of gypped you on them because honestly, um, man, that, that was still movie, amazing though. It is. It's that such was a, still a good movie. viewing. And, and that's, uh, Nick, I saw them at the summer series. Check this out for Double Bill. We had them and the original Gorzilla. Ooh. I know. Both on That's 35 mil. Yeah, and I brought my the, – the bad – the only, the only, only, only bad thing about Terror Tuesday sometimes was, you're like, man, do I want to catch both the Paramount movies or do I want to leave the first one and go to Terror Tuesday? So my friends wanted to go to Terror Tuesday – and I'd seen Gorgillo first, so thankfully them was the first movie. And my friends walked out of it. They're like, dude, that was that was incredible. It's like, yeah, it's like I, I told you. It's like it was it's a really, really, really good movie. And they're like, man, it's like I don't even know if I want to see because a lot of times I and I I suffer from this. I've gotten better over the years. But if I see something so good, I really A don't want to see anything else the rest of the day mm -hmm. and B can't really process any. Like, thankfully, when I saw Vertigo in 70 mil, there was no other movie the rest of the night. There was no Terror Tuesday. Mm. There was no second feature. So I could process what I just saw. And it was like, fuck, that was. Yeah, sometimes also, you need that time afterwards to just, like, let it digest. Really, well, Tommy was impressed that I sat through all seven Universal movies. <laughs> but I had told him, except for... Um, except for Murders in a Rogue Mor Rue Morgue and um, the one we saw, um, not Black Cat. Uh, what was the Lugosi Karloff movie that we the saw Raven. together? The Raven. So thankfully out of the seven, I'd already, I'd seen five of them and the universal stuff. They're pretty easily processed. Yeah. And they're so much fun. But he's like, you sat through them all. I was like, yeah. I was like, but I, Tommy's like, I'll be honest with you during the Raven. Or not during the Raven. Um, during uh, uh, Murza Rogmore, I I didn't like it, so I won't lie. I, I probably slept through most of it. It's like, what was after that? I was like, Son of Frankenstein. He's like, Oh, he's like, Yeah, I wasn't gonna leave for that. That's what you and and they, again, they were smart. That's what they ended on. All right. That was like the really while they were in movies together. That's the last really great Lugosi Karloff movie. Mm -hmm. They'd done body snatchers. Like there was one, if, if Runaway wasn't an option for us, I was going to show you guys Black Friday, which is Lugosi Karloff movie, where they literally don't even have scenes together. They're not even in like, oh man, they're, they're not even like near each other. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, book your stars and it's right. a Lugosi Karloff movie. But um, that was going to be plan D if we didn't do that, that or the black castle, one of those two, because not only are they on YouTube, but they're just so much fun. No matter they're how you so slice it, there was going to be a good movie 
in there one way. That's right. One way or another. George's dogs, George's dogs are going to get walked. It was happening. It was going to. Maybe a little sooner. Maybe a little later. But I can't. I can't wait for you guys when I come back. I can't wait for you guys to see the Ghost Rider. It was my. It was my, and I'd worked on a couple movies that year that got Oscar noms, um, True Grit and Rabbit Hole, but Ghost Rider, that was my favorite movie that year. It was so good, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. I'm excited to check it out. All the all the films you've recommended so far have been highly enjoyable. There hasn't been a even even the Red Clover was a blast. <laughs> I know it was. It was on yesterday. I, I can't believe day. that. Yeah, it, it's always on the Sci-Fi Channel. They put it on every year. They have for the last eight years. One day they did it all day. I can't. Crazy. I yesterday can't was that. yesterday was every other day. So thank mm. God. So you <laughs> gave you out. Time to recover. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that was that was a film. It's like, well, it's only in two hours. Like, I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good fun. Even a movie like a. Uh, um, even the movie I showed you guys, uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I'm glad you oh, guys liked that yeah. too. That was a blast. That movie's so much fun. The Wraith was so much fun. I would watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I would watch The Wraith at at like a midnight screening. That's my – I want to take you guys to see The Wraith on 35 mil because that soundtrack, that score, that mix is incredible on the mm. big screen. I've seen it quite a few times on 35 and it's just, it's a different experience. And that's saying a lot because your TV is really nice. It happens to, it, ha- it happens to just be good enough to where it's <laughs> like, we get like like half of the experience. <laughs> we just got to get, we just got to get that Dolby Atmos, like $3,000 setup <laughs> around. You know, I, I wanted to tell you, I went to a theater um, in Dallas and I brought all these kids with me who I work with on Looking for Alaska. And the Texas theater is an incredible theater. They still show everything on 35 mil there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the theater where they caught Oswald after he shot, um, uh, after they shot Kennedy. Who is that? Who are you communicating Alex, to? Alex just kicked down the door and went, stick him up. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Rates for the sky <laughs> but um yeah I, I i felt i felt really accomplished taking people to see movies that had never seen a movie projected on 35 mil before Isn't i'll be crazy? honest it 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 hits different when it's when it's up there like i don't know what it is it's just it, it just it just looks it has a it has a different feel to it it really does and i was so vindicated because we did a double bill we did once upon a time in hollywood we did army of darkness Probably two of the greatest endings in cinema history. Those um, are very good. They are. And, and what better way to like introduce them to uh, and Tarantino and Sam Rainey in one oh. night. So they, they were like, yeah, it's like the colors were really sharp. It was really vibrant. And it was really grainy. And it was, <laughs> it was great. It's it like, wow, kid. It's like, you know, you can see stuff like this all the time. You, you really, I, I don't know. I, I even in Louisiana we we still show stuff on 35 and 70. We're getting ready to do um, I don't know when it's going to happen now, but we're getting ready to do Nolan's film in 70 mil again. Mm, and God, yeah, God in Los yeah. Angeles, just Los Angeles, just walk in a direction, you'll find a theater. 
in, in Texas too. Even my old theater, even my old state of Indiana, we have revival houses that show stuff on 35 all the time. Hell, I loan them my prints. I loan <laughs> drive-ins my stuff. I loan all that stuff. That's like awesome. For the max. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's, they're just sitting there. As long as you, I know you'll take good care of them. Just, um, I feel bad charging them shipping, but I'm not paying for that. Nice. If I go that, if I go that way, I'll bring it with me. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I would do that for, oh God, I, I did that for Terror Tuesday all the time. We would show my buddy Leonard's prints mm -hmm. and I would, um, I'd either have a gig in Austin or I'd have something up here and I would just grab the prints and bring him back with me. My car looked like Fred Flintstones when he orders that <laughs> rib on the side. Oh yeah, just like Aaron. Oh my God, my Audi. He he came. Leonard came up to me. He's like, yeah. It's like I got twenty three prints. I'm like, no, 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 because there's this giant ramp you have to go up and down to get from Louisiana to Texas. Mm -hmm. And I could just see my car's transmission either dropping or bottoming out. So one time it was so bad, I literally put half the prints on the side of the road, wow. went up the hill, dropped off the half, came all the way back around. And yeah, just that's Jesus. how people understand how heavy that shit is. <laughs> and I came back, I'm like, dude, never again. I am not doing that again. He's like, well, what do you say to this? And he gives me $20. And I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want you spending money. <laughs> what a what a follow up! What do you say to one of these crispy boys? Yeah, it was just like it's like that interrogation scene of the Naked Gun. But what about now? It's like, and they're both trying to bribe each other with each other's money. I just watched so, that uh, two days ago. I got to ask you: Have you watched the Police Story episodes? No. Okay, I'm going to send you the link for all of them on YouTube. Oh, cool! You are going to die laughing from these i mean these are i can watch them and they just make my side hurt from how funny they are police squad only lasted six episodes mm. but good lord the funniest thing about them is the guest host who dies in like the first second of the show and they're big name actors too you'll mm. be like oh and starring william <laughs> starring william shatner <laughs> he gets killed <laughs> off screen and he's oh it's so good, but you'll you'll see where like a lot of the humor went. But they never they never duplicated how good uh, these were. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Oh, I'm, ex I'm excited to check these out. You're going. Oh my god! You're gonna just you're gonna absolutely die with laughter. That's awesome. George will love these too. We'll send we'll send those over. I'm gonna we'll, let, let's wrap this episode up because then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a break and then go live in the group. See what everyone else who's in quarantine has been up to. I know, I know they'll appreciate that because everybody's just looking for some company right now. That's what I'm saying. So, well, I'm glad we got this one in the can. This was a this was a good episode. So hopefully, hopefully you're stocked up and we can watch some stuff and get some watch parties in the group and do some community stuff while everyone's locked up and hopefully just try to do a little try to do a little party in the meantime. Something like that. Well, the nice thing about it too is like I mean, worst case scenario, if we're looking for stuff to talk about. We still got the seven movies. We still got the universal ones. Got we a still lot got of stuff. all those to talk about too. We still got a lot of stuff. So awesome. Well, thanks for taking time to hop on this episode. We love it. And, well, uh, me, and I will see you. I'll probably, if you're around, join the, join the live stream and I'll see you again here in just the, like 15 minutes. <laughs> Good brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys be safe. Later, dude. Take care, buddy.